Welcome to the Five Song Mixtape, where we discuss a new mix each and every week. My name is Michael. I'm Carl's Jr. <laughs> <laughs> if it doesn't get all over the place, and I'm RJ. Long in your ass. <laughs> I was not expecting that. <laughs> I wasn't either. <laughs> I, think I'm, I think I'm hungry. Uh, I, those commercials don't get made anymore, right? Like the the sexy lady. Oh no. That. Double Western bacon cheeseburger. I think they're the ones that pushed it over the line. <laughs> you know, like there was always that sex sells thing in like the nineties and two thousands, yeah. and then they're like, "Hey, what about barbecue sauce on titties?" Yeah. <laughs> well, like, there's like a group of feminists that are like, "I love barbecue yeah. sauce on my titties." I don't yeah. understand what's the yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let them do it. Yeah. <laughs> Let them express themselves. Yeah. Um, yeah I think they pushed it over the line. Yeah, sweet baby rays. What's that sweet fudge that you were talking about? Oh, yeah. Sweet before? red fudge. Yeah. <laughs> sweet red fudge <laughs> with my chicken cookies. Yeah. Can I get uh, a three-piece uh, chicken cookie? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Devin. Why are we here today? Um, we're talking, we're talking about music, man. We're talking about songs. We're talking about bands. You know, <laughs> just the usual. The usual. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's your mix. Oh, that's right. It is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the name of this one is I Survived the Apocalypse, and all I got was this lousy mixtape. Why? What um, urged you to make this? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when I was looking at like a lot of the music that I listened to and a lot of uh, songs that I kind of wanted to put on mixtapes, I noticed that a lot of them were from 2012 for some reason. Huh. Because I guess in that year, I just like found a bunch of new music. Yeah. Um, I got into a lot of these bands in 2012, and then I ended up looking at lists of, uh, like, year-end lists from, like, Pitchfork and Enemy and Rolling Stone for uh, top albums and top songs of 2012. I'm like, damn, that was a good year for music for yeah. me. Well, Not it's interesting because it's literally, like... When we when we've talked about before, twenty twelve is that like post hardcore period. Yeah. You know, and that's where these bands kind of like derive from. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, one of them I haven't looked into at all and they are completely mysterious to me as of now. Yeah. But I love them. Yeah. But their sound is mysterious and the band itself is just mysterious. I'm just like, yep, I'm going to accept them for what they are. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Uh, I mean, Cloud Nothings, I guess, probably came from some sort of like indie post hardcore background. Yeah. Like there's some of that in their music, but yeah. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. So why the apocalypse? Because 2012 was the year that the world was supposed to end. Is that the Mayan calendar year? Yeah. Oh. December 21st, I didn't look at that calendar. Got it. You don't yeah. believe in that calendar, RJ? No, I just didn't look at that one. He uses <laughs> the, uh, the was, Tibetan calendar. Yeah, it was a little different. And I'm like, 2012, that was like, I was like, you know, winning money. <laughs> I think 2012 in the Tibetan calendar was the year of the water dragon. Oh, I was watering was that, my dragon all the that, long. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> you were water. What does that mean? You were watering your dragon. Do you know what a wet willy is? I mean, 
Yeah. What if that. I said no right now? <laughs> oh, I'd have you close your eyes and I'd show you. <laughs> no, explain it to me in detail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wait, Step one. wait, wait. You're watering, watering your dragon is a wet willy? No, you'll learn when you're older. Uh, how much older? Oh, wait, you're talking about the sex? No, no. Is that watering no, your no. dragon? Is the sex? Sex? <laughs> Okay. What is we're so what much, is a vagina? <laughs> we're so much more advanced than <laughs> you are because our calendar is so much further than you. You'll learn in a couple of years. <laughs> Where's the glitters? I only uh, prescribe to those uh, uh, Christmas calendars. I just have them going year round. Pop a little piece of chocolate in every day. <laughs> oh, oh, Advent calendar. <laughs> yes. That's my calendar. <laughs> What is that, like eight days or 12 days? Yeah, just buy like 30 of them a year. No, they have one for every day of the month in December. Do they? Yeah, in the advent calendars. Oh, I don't even know what it's for. I just know it's a card, piece of cardboard with chocolate. <laughs> and I never had one. Oh. Yeah. Um, but you said, you said this lousy mixtape, as if you don't like this mixtape. Mm, yeah, I mean... I was kind of being sarcastic. You know, <laughs> you know it, it was just supposed to be playing on the whole, like, you know, I went to Disneyland and all I got was this lousy t shirt. Oh. You know, like Tom Brady. Like Tom Brady. Yeah. Which okay. might have won. I went to the Super Bowl <laughs> and all I got were these lousy Ugg boots. <laughs> like, a team went to the, uh, the Disneyland because they won. The yeah. A team? No, yeah. no, a team. I pity the fool. <laughs> Go to Universal Studios. <laughs> I pity the fool that goes to Knott's Berry Farm. <laughs> Nobody goes to Knott's Berry Farm. Go to Legoland before yeah. Knott's Berry Farm. <laughs> they really missed out on having him for Disneyland commercials. Yeah. <laughs> Get your ass down here. <laughs> you want to ride the Matterhorn? Um, and yeah. Eddie Murphy has in Raw, he talks about. Uh, Mr. T having anal. He's talking about. He's oh, like, yeah. I'm going to break your dick off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Want you to fuck me in the ass. Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Eddie Murphy's. Th- I'm curious how he's going to be when he comes back. He's the best, man. I've been watching a lot of. Com- the On HBO Max, they have a, a CNN comedy documentary that goes through the history of comedy. And Ooh. then I also watched this past, like, two weeks ago, the Showtime comedy. Um, the comedy store. Oh, the comedy store. Yeah, which yeah. is also really good. But yeah, hmm. Eddie Murphy's the best. Yeah, I mean, I didn't think that he had like that drive to go like perform anymore. And then he was on SNL, and actually, like, this is one of the best SNLs I've seen in years. Yeah, like he did a lot of old bits and stuff. He did Gumby. Did, uh, <laughs> Gumby. Yeah. I think he did like Mister Robinson's Neighborhood. Oh yeah. But it was great. Like, he was great. His monologue was great. Like, I want to see stand-up with him. He could just do it. I mean, as long as he's not singing, like, he can do whatever he wants. Yeah. Yeah. My girl likes <laughs> to party all the time. I have that on vinyl. <laughs> That's awesome. I don't know where I got it. It just <laughs> appeared one day. Um, all right. So, I survived the apocalypse, and all I got was this lousy mixtape. That's all I got. Um, this is going to be an easy because we've talked about a couple of these bands before. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they've been on mixes, but Two we've talked about them. Two of them have. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
All right, so starting off with track number one, we've got The House at Heaven Built by Japan Droids off of Celebration Rock. Uh, it's track number seven on that album coming in at four minutes and 49 seconds. We've talked about Japan Droids before. Um, yeah. I believe you had a song from their previous album. I had, no, it was uh, from this one oh, or from, one? from a single. It was Younger Us. Um, yeah, I think it is on this album, actually. Uh, okay, cool. Because yeah, it's confusing. Because these this celebration rock and the one right before the covers, look yeah, very similar, and no singles looks exactly yeah. the same too. <laughs> yeah, all of their album covers look exactly the same. Even their <laughs> singles look exactly the same. It just has a different photograph of them on it. Yeah. Uh, so celebration rock is their second studio album from Canadian rock duo Japan Droids, released in 2012, uh, with post nothing engineer Jesse Gadner. Uh, the band aspired to capture the spirit and energy of their live shows, thus forging standard studio techniques such as double tracking and overdubbing, while consciously taking into account the perceived reaction of their audience to hearing the songs live in concert. Um, I feel like they do a great job at that. I feel the same way. No. More so on their previous albums, they had that really raw garage rock live sound, mm-hmm. but this album, this album was on so many year-end lists for like top 20 albums of the year, top 50 albums of the year. Yeah. Um, it really like took over as I think their last one, like they were supposed to break up. I don't know if they actually did, but I, I love those guys. Um, the album was released with widespread acclaim from critics. Um, let's see the globe and mail named it the best Canadian album of 2012. Um, Pitchfork later recognized Celebration Rock as one of the best albums of the 2010s, describing it as the most beautiful life-affirming rock record of the decade. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, At first, Japan Droids reminded me of music and sensibility from my youthful wanderings, basement shows, photocopied zines, couches you only saw once, but seeing this that sing-along made me think about how punk spirit, however you define it, is something that can't be relegated to the past. There will always be rock kids who go to show wanting who go to shows wanting to be saved. Uh, this is a quote from Brandon Stousey, um, who's a writer, I believe. Um, I disagree with this. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, mostly because of that uh, Portlandia skit that I made you watch with Jello Biafra. Uh, oh, he's like walking around the town being like, yuppies. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. And we had a conversation about like, will, will punk be a, th- a thing again? Yeah. Like what will have to happen for an era to punk to live on? Yes. I don't know if it will. I think it, there needs to be an apocalypse. Yeah. It needs to be like Mad Max style, like from the ground up. Yeah. You know, just. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, no one's – I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of punk fans still, but I don't know of a lot of people that are, one, just doing, like, like sound like Japan droids. That's, like, a modern band. But also, like, people who are going to those shows because a lot of people who may have, like, a similar Japan droid sound, they're like, we're going to do this, but we're also going to incorporate all these other different things into it where it's like, okay, mm-hmm. then it's not just, like, a punk band anymore. It's, like, this weird indie band. 
Yeah, there's. Know. I mean, there's a few like underground things going on, but it's not on the level that it was before. No, I am curious if it's gonna like ever make a resurgence. People thought that it would when Donald Trump became president. They're like, oh, perfect time for punk rock to rise up. It's like that's <laughs> not how it works. Yeah, like uh, there's this article that Sean sent me, uh, my friend Sean Myers, that uh, it was this dude who. In the last couple years, for his uh, songs, using he was like a he's like a white country musician who uses some racial slurs, and he's been gaining more and more steam. Oh, in his music, yeah, like people like Sick. he's like more and more people are listening to his stuff, and Hell he's a white yeah. guy using the n word, not in a good way, with a hard r, and it's, tight, <laughs> and people are like, yeah, I relate to this. Wow, <laughs> so like. Yeah, punk music did not come back during the Trump era. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, that's kind of the new punk music, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're doing what society doesn't want you to do. You're saying the N-word in this woke culture, you know? Yeah, I guess as <laughs> as people who listen to punk and understand, like, the history of it, there is the section of punk that, like, people tend to not talk about. Which, if you've seen the movie Green Room, it's very apparent in there. Or if you've, or if you've seen fucking SLC Punk, it's apparent in there too. Where it's like, no, no, no skinheads love punk. Yeah, <laughs> like white supremacists used to love punk. Oi, oi, oi! Yeah. <laughs> and like when people talk about punk music and how great it is, like they seem to always leave out that like, yeah, there's like. A horror fan base. Well, they took <laughs> Screwdriver off Spotify, so now nobody can find their music. It sucks. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they did a huge Spotify purge and got rid of all the racist bands. I was like, could you at least publish a list so I can look these guys up? Because <laughs> I've heard racist music before, and it's always just like, wow, this is crazy. I got to show my friends. Yeah. I didn't know that they had enough to, you know, do a purge on Spotify. Yeah. I really, I gotta know what this stuff is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Japan Droid starting off the first track here. Um, I, th- uh, it's 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 a good song. It's a Japan right. Droid song. Yeah, <laughs> it's very Japan Droids esque. <laughs> RJ, I enjoyed this song. It was you know I did picture like Asian robots. Yeah, playing it, and I was like, that's cool. What kind Obviously. of Asian robots? Yeah. Like Japanese ones. Okay. You can't say that. You're Filipino. I can because like, we're talking in their names. Gundams? Is that Gundam? Is that where you go? Gundam style? No, nope, not, not Gundam nope, style. Not Gundam <laughs> style. The, the, Gundam you know, wing? The, or are we talking about Gotcha Man? We're talking about Gotcha Man? Gotcha. We're talking about Tamagotchis? <laughs> oh, Tamagotchis. We're talking yeah. about Tamagotchis or yeah, technically my, my, Japanese robots? Mine died. Talking about Power Rangers, we're talking. Oh wait, the Mighty Morphin, yeah, Megazords, Zoids, Zoids. Oh, Zoids is great. I fucking love Zoids. Mm -hmm. Zoids. Guys, remember Beetleborgs? Sorry. Yeah. No, Zoids is really hard to find. They made a resurgence of like a different Zoids cartoon like five or four or five years ago. That's not very good. I didn't like the where they went with it. But Zoids from the early aughts, that show was fucking great. Sure, you're not talking about Yonoids. Nope. <laughs> the, pe- the pizza stealing gremlins. <laughs> no, I used to fucking wake up early before school and watch Zoids. And then my little brother would wake up and be like, Zoids. I want to watch Scooby Doo. And I 
fucking hate Scooby-Doo. Oh, Scooby-Doo is so sick. I hate it. It's the worst. I love it's mystery. the dumbest fucking show. It's not mystery. <laughs> oh, you oh know, it is. No, you know who it did. is, sir. They literally have a van called the Mystery Machine. <laughs> and every episode, it's a twist. There's a twist. Now, every episode, it's the same shit. It's never a mystery. It's like, oh, it's not a monster. And it's it some was a old butler. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't seen the Halloween episode? It's some old white dude. That's what it is every single time. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's an old black dude. And hey, he would have got away with it if it wasn't for the meddling mm-hmm. kids. He would have. If it wasn't for a fucking dog. That's what you're telling me. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, sometimes he contributes, but yeah, it's mostly about the gang. You know? <laughs> um, yeah, I, it's a good song. Yeah, yeah. I, I like it. I this album when it came out, uh, I was like a fan of Japan Droid stuff before. And they released that song Younger Us as a single and it really caught my attention and I listened to this album so much when it came out. It's just like front to back, like a great album has a great flow to it. Like it has just anthemic cheering the whole time. It's great. Yeah. I, I listened to this album this week. Oh yeah? Yeah, and it's a, I it's not a, it's for me it's not a good thing, but it's not a bad thing against the band at all. But like I get lost in it, and I don't think in a good way. Oh, okay. like I suddenly I'm like, wait, what song am I on now? Like which track is this? <laughs> yeah. Because all the songs kind of like bleed together a little bit. Yes, and there's not like a. It's one of the reasons why I love. I'm still listening to a lot of Kanye. Where it's just like there, it's kind. It's not all over the place, but he's always bringing something new to the table that's yeah. like new and interesting. And listening to this album, I'm like, I could just listen to a Japan Droid song and kind of understand Japan Droids. Yeah, which is weird. I don't know. If, for me, that's not a good thing, but I like them. I know sense. what you mean. Like because this is one of those albums that I enjoy as a whole, and there's like two or three songs that I could pull out and be like, oh, listen to these songs. But it, for me, like, has to be listened to front to back. And it's just... T to B. Yeah, T to B. Tits to butt. (laughs) But it has a a good flow to it, I think. But it does sound similar a lot of the time. Um, I would listen to no singles. It's, I think, a collection of two EPs or just a collection of singles. Hmm. Um, But it's more in the shoegaze genre oh uh, okay like they really had like a noise rock garage rock sound to them before with that and that kind of droning shoegaze stuff uh there's a song crazy forever that is just a straight up shoegaze song kind of like have you heard the band nothing yeah i like nothing i love nothing yeah they're it's similar to that but a lot noisier i guess and uh they kind of evolved into this thing so I think I appreciate this album more because of where they came from, mm-hmm. even though I love where they came from before, you know? Hmm. Yeah. Nice. Well, moving on from that, we go into Fall In by Cloud Nothings off of Attack on Memory. Uh, this is track number three off of that album coming in at three minutes and 15 seconds. Um, I believe we talked about Cloud Cloud Nothings on your second mix? I think it was first first one, yeah. First mix, yeah. I think it was week one. Week one. Yeah. Best title. Best title ever. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Ohio indie rock band. Um, Attack on Memory is their second studio album um, and third LP overall. 
Uh, it was released in 2012 by Car Park Records and was engineered by Steve Albini uh, in Chi- Chicago. Um, Chicago. Attack on Memory saw a change in Cloud Nothing's musical style. While previous Cloud Nothing's albums were pop albums, the tone of Attack on Memory is more aggressive. Dylan Baldy called the album a bunch of depressing songs and cited his boredom with power pop as attributable to the album's musical style. Additionally, the title was a reflection of Baldy's uh, feelings towards Cloud Nothing's previous sound, an attack on the memory of what people thought the band was. Is this true? Yeah. I mean, I've never heard that description before. Hmm. But when I found this album, I went back and listened to their old stuff, the album Turning On and then their self-titled album. And I was like, damn, this is different. Like, his voice is completely different. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, that makes a lot of sense. I I didn't think to categorize it power pop because I heard this album first Mm. and then went back and listened to it and just assumed they changed the voice. Um, But it, it is... It is on the pop spectrum, I'd say. Yeah. Where this album is not. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like I like the song. I like the yeah. last Cloud Nothing song. Japan Droids and Cloud Nothings goes great together. Yeah. Yeah. RJ? Randall? He's texting. Um. So. He's looking up avocado cake. <laughs> This song. How many avocados can I stick? Oh, in my I'm ass? like I'm. I'm literally <laughs> number twenty five right now. He's ordering Amazon Prime. <laughs> so, I mean, it's cloud nothings. I've heard them. Uh, I n- never so did dismissive. like a deep dive. Yeah, I, I didn't go into them. It's Kanye. I've heard Kanye. <laughs> like I heard this previously on a mix. So, eh. yeah, it was a different song in a mix. Yeah. But I've heard them, never got into them before, so it's like, I, they're there. Yeah. They're, they're, they're there. The song, too. I was like, all right, I get it. All right. Yeah. Yeah, it's there. It's, it's there. there. It exists. It wasn't Blink. It wasn't Kanye. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I feel like this mix, these first two songs, when I saw it, I was like, okay, I know what, I know what I'm going to get. Right? <laughs> and then it changes when we go into track three. But I would say... I'll say this right now, Devin. I feel like this is the best flow of songs that you've done so far. Oh, all five of them? Yeah. Mm. Because normally you you have like these two songs that are random in the mix that go together but don't go with the other three. Yeah. But this is the first mix for me that like from one to five, I see a natural progression into it. Awesome. All right. Yeah. And Okay. Yeah, I picked uh, the third song in particular because it it flowed better with the other songs. Because yeah. if you're familiar with that band, yeah, it's it's the great in between. Like I'm not so track number three is nothing. The rat from Code Orange or previously Code Orange Kids um, off of Love Is Love Return to Dust. Uh, track number six, two minutes and forty nine seconds. So like, I'm not a Code Orange fan. I've never really yeah. cared for them. I didn't mind this song. But I think that this song fits really well to bridge the gap between the first two and then the last two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I thought this was the best one by them, or on this album at least, that would bridge that gap. Yeah. Because there's a lot of, you know, really fast, like just straight up. Yeah, exactly. Hardcore songs on there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, Code Orange, American hardcore punk band formed in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania in 2008. 
the band consists of keyboardist and backing vocalist Eric Shade Baldrose. I don't like that he has a nickname called Shade. Um, guitarist and vocalist Reba Myers. Uh, vocalist and drummer Jamie Morgan. Bassist Joe Goldman. Guitarist Dominic Landolina. And touring drummer Ethan Young. Uh, the band signed with Dash- Deathwish uh, in 2012 from this album. And I Am King in September 2014. Uh, their third album, Forever, was re- released in 2017 through Roadrunner Records. Um, Love is Love, Return to Dust is the debut album from them. Uh, the album was released in 2012 through Deathwish, like I said. Um, I don't know why they had to change their name. Do you know I why? think they just grew up. They all became That's legal stupid. adults. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. It just... Uh, it just happened one day. I think when Forever came out, or maybe it was I Am King, they just changed to Code Orange. And like even on Spotify, it's separated. That's just why. I want to know why. I don't know. Like, why do that? Yeah. I mean, I do like the name Code Orange better I than don't. Code Orange Kids. I don't. Because Code Orange Kids just reminds me of Stoop Kids. <laughs> stoop Which, Kid never leaves a stoop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but when I when I see the name Code Orange and I hear a song from them, I'm like, okay, they're a hardcore band. If I hear the name, if I see the name Code Orange Kids, I feel like that could be they could do whatever they want in the genre. If that makes sense, like oh. they could have like indie songs, they could have punk songs, they have hardcore songs, they have metal songs. Like the name is kind of like weird and obscure that they can mm-hmm. kind of do whatever they want. Where Code Orange is like, okay, yeah, that's a hardcore band. Oh, that's interesting. I see it the other way around. Really? Because I liked them as Code Orange kids, and then when they changed, when they made the change to Code Orange, that album, uh, I don't know if they did it on I Am King, but one of them really like changed in Got style. Harder. Uh, yeah, and a little bit more like because I, I think I've only heard them since they've been Code Orange. Which that okay. stuff is like hard, hard, hardcore. It's harder, <laughs> it, but it has like a little like Ghost Main style metal influence. You yeah, know, like that, sure. like Marilyn Manson style, I guess. Yeah. Semi-industrial, I guess. Um, but yeah, they made a change and I was like, oh yeah, you guys can do more now. Like you change I, your name because you want to separate yourself. But I did just think of one thing. Maybe they changed their name because people are confusing them with Cold War Kids. Oh yeah, are, you know? are, are they on Death Wish? No, Cold they're no. Oh. I don't think so. No. no, they're not on Death Wish. Who are they on? They're because I for <sighs> sure used to get that confused. They were, I want to say, like Drive Through Records or something. Mm. They were on. Um, yeah, I remember yeah, getting that confused. It's all the easy time. to get those guys confused, like name wise, because they're just like a straight up indie band, right? Yeah, they're the Hang Me Out to Drive. Yeah. Um, yeah, they are, they yeah. a bunch of albums. My problem with like them going in the heavier style is that's what the whole genre of hardcore did. Like, yeah, all of hardcore went that style. Yeah. So it's not like new and interesting where if they were code orange kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They... Deathwish, especially at that time, was yeah. signing more metal-oriented bands like Pulling Teeth and uh, Trap Them. Yeah. 
so there was something about Code Orange kids when they first came out. I think it was because they were like 16 and 17. Mm. Like they were really young, and there's something interesting about that. And I think everybody was excited to hear what they would come out with, you know, a few years down the road. And they did make, I mean, if you listen to the albums, albums front to back, like there is a noticeable change. Um, it might just be in production too, but yeah. there's a lot that changed in like their song structures. Uh, the guitarist and singer Reba, who was the Reba that we were talking about last week when you asked if there's a Reba McIntyre. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, she started another band called Adventures that went down the shoegaze, uh, like indie route. That sounds cool. That's a cool it's, name. Adventures. They're so good. Yeah, they've come out with a few albums and or two albums and an EP, I think. Nice. Um, they are awesome, and it's cool to see her come out with that. And then they came out with I think Forever after that, and it gives you an idea of their like musical expansion. You know, like you see a little bit more of that influence in forever or i am king i can't remember the album hmm. where they made the little little change yeah yeah, yeah it there are they is code orange still on roadrunner or are they back on death wish i don't know because hmm. they see they sound like a death a death wish band yeah like how death wish was like we're gonna make all you guys kind of sound the same yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Where like that's the where death wish sound. Yeah, that's where I like I love Bridge Nine because Bridge Nine is all yeah. over the place. Like they don't have uh, a producer that's basically making all the sounds sound similar. Yeah. You know? Yeah, they had I mean they had pretty much every band in each of the like subsets. You know, yeah. they had like uh the posy style hardcore. They had um like the, I forgot the What's the other band that was on Bridge Nine? Ceremony. Yeah, Ceremony. Ruiner was on Bridge Nine. Ruiner, yes. Yeah. Ruiner's what I was thinking of. Fucking great. Yeah, which was like kind of metalcore-ish. I don't even know what to call Ruiner. Yeah. Like, I don't want to say metalcore because it sounds offensive. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know. They're just like a it's fun, metalcore. hardcore band. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm going to bet that RJ did not care for the song. Mm, I? I'm going to say he didn't like it either based on the first two songs. I think maybe if it was in a mix with well, I'm all just, I'm metal. just trying to like understand what he likes in hardcore. And I feel like this is a song that he wouldn't care for. Arjun. Yeah. Yeah. I think if, yeah, we would have to go along the Defeater line. Yeah. Defeater and Ruiner, I think you would love Ruiner. Yeah. Have you listened to Ruiner? I have not. Ooh. You like Ginger's. You like gingers. I'm stuck with the ginger. <laughs> it's growing his hair out still. If I had a time machine. Um, so this song, it wasn't. It, it works. Um, <laughs> All right, we were right. I hit number three, and I was like, I don't like it here. I don't like the placement of it. I don't. It's different. I I, I feel uncomfortable. Uh, it didn't play very well well at work. <laughs> People are like, now they're screaming and angry, and I was like, oh, yeah. So it's like it didn't go it just it it was all right okay all right right. well then we move on to prom song by pile off of the album dripping uh i did like that five off the album five minutes and three seconds 
Uh, Pyle is an American indie rock band originally formed in Boston. Boston. And now in Nashville, Tennessee. So Tennessee. <laughs> uh, uh, Pyle has been a collective since the release of Magic Isn't Real in 2010. To date, Pyle has released seven full-length albums. In recent years, the band has gained increasing popularity, becoming a prominent part of the Boston indie rock scene and frequently touring through both the U.S. and Europe. While remaining outside of the mainstream, the band has repeatedly recognized, been recognized for captivating a particularly enthusiastic and dedicated fan base. Their sound has been described by the Village Voice as a distinct blend of melted guitars with howling wolf vocals and shred-free guitar harmonies. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pal's great. I really like them. I, I remember starting to listen to them more when uh, Devin made that, when you had those shoegaze uh, mix oh. with like swans and stuff. Yeah. It wasn't shoegaze in particular. It was the... Um, uh, sex that mix, yeah. And I was like, okay, let me dive more into shoegaze. And I was I was listening to a lot of My Bloody Valentine. I was listening to Pile. I was listening to Nothing. Um, and I like Pile a lot. I think they're I good. Love Pile. Yeah, yeah. It's weird that like I wouldn't describe this genre to anyone else other than people who understand music like I do. And yeah. I'd be like, it's easy listening. Yes. <laughs> like, because I have a feeling if I play this for someone else, I don't know if they would consider it like easy listening music. Yeah. But like, I could put on this song, like these last two songs back to back and just be like in a trance and just easy listening. Yeah. This whole pile album, it's like there's parts of it, like it, it goes back and forth between this easy listening and something just so hard. Like, within the, like a flip of a switch, you know, yeah. it just changes. But this is like, I don't, yeah, I don't, it is easy listening. That's weird <laughs> to say. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's softer. I don't know how to describe their music. Yeah. You know, it's along the Bear vs. Shark lines for me. Yeah. Where, and even kind of Cloud Nothings, like Cloud Nothings, I can be satisfied just saying, that's an indie band. Yeah. And that's fine. But I don't know what pile is. I don't know where they go. Well, that's where, like, I... So, when I was talking about Japan Droids and listening to one of their albums, like, I get lost in it and not in a good way. But I can listen to, like, one of these shoegazy-type bands, and I can get lost in their albums. But I think it's the, like, the way, the production value, Mm -hmm. that because things are so specific in the way that, like, guitars are coming through and vocals are coming through, it keeps me engaged in a different way. It's like a different frequency that, like, it tunes your brain into. Yes. You know? Yeah, uh, the same thing for me with instrumental music, you know, like Explosions in the Sky and Caspian. Like, I tune into it completely, but I'm entranced by it. You know, like, I'll just be listening to it. Like, normally, if I've listened to a song, it'll just kind of be in the background sometimes. But I'm always paying attention to that instrumental music. There's something about it that just, like, hooks me. I'm like, I'm just swimming in it, you know? I love it. And RJ was bored. So this song, yep. <laughs> after uh, the kids of Code Orange, yeah, uh, the Those indie damn band, Orange Kids, <laughs> Donald spray Trump's tans, kids. 
then this song comes in, and I'm just like, all right, I expected something different because I didn't know who this band was. Yeah, it worked. And then I was like, all right, we'll see where this goes. And it does pick up at the end, as you said, it flips the switch. <laughs> I don't know. I just had weird emotions. I was like, yeah, it works for what it is. Uh, I don't know. The placement kind of bothered me a little bit. And then it, I was, you know, I, the song works. I, I was not one of those where I'm like, I want to listen to more. Here, the, the placement doesn't bother me, RJ, because four and five work well together. And mm. I don't want five in the middle of the mixtape. I had it there for a minute. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to get lost for 10 minutes in the middle of this. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I had it there and then I was like, no, nah, no. Nah. Yeah. We got to change this around. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the instrumental needs to be, you know, the 10 minute long one. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, all right. So finishing off the mixtape, we've got Gone in Bloom and Bow. 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 We're going Bow. Bow. Bow, bow, bow. Bow, bow. Uh, by Caspian off of Waking Season, track number three, coming at 10 minutes and 24 seconds. I believe this is the longest song on the album. There's a bow. Sorry. I think it's bow. Bow? Bow. What's up, bow? <laughs> I mean, if it's like the word <laughs> enough, then it's buff. Devin's got some crazy-ass bangs right now, and I can't take yeah, it seriously. Yeah, I'm thinking about doing bangs. <laughs> I'm just going through it's a lot a, right now. It's a commitment. My astrologer just <laughs> told me, you know, like Mercury's in retrograde. And it's like <laughs> something's happening in my life. Uh, yeah. Caspian is American post rock band from Beverly, Massachusetts. Uh, Waking Season is their third full length studio album. Um, it is the group's first record to be produced by Matt Bales and also their first to be re-released through Triple Crown Records. Uh, the album has garnered mainly positive reviews receiving critical acclaim from various publications um uh, similarly riley breckenridge of alternative press proclaimed waking season is arguably one of the best records of 2012 citing the album as fucking gorgeous my question from thrice riley breckenridge it sounds familiar i don't know all right my question. question for you rj is why not have a singer? Yeah. I mean, there's some vocals in there. There's noises. I don't think... I mean, not really on this song. But no, there, there are other right. ones. Yeah, there's other ones for sure. Yeah. But why not have like a dedicated singer? Um, Have you ever tried singing? I mean, <laughs> I'm not a singer. I play guitar. See, maybe, maybe that's all it. of them don't <laughs> sing. They do have three <laughs> guitarists. So. I guarantee one Any of other them questions? can sing. I guarantee if you have three guitars. All right, all right. The three of us. Who's the singer? I'm obviously the singer. Singer, that's why we don't have a singer. I mean, and what we genre create of music are we doing? Yeah. We're doing power pop. <laughs> We're doing Miley Cyrus and Whitney Houston covers only. <laughs> We're, are we a journey cover band? Then we got a singer. Um, okay. We got a singer with a journey cover band. Me, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shall I run to you? <laughs> We're I think it is, it adds to the the type of music they do with the instrumental, which. But why not have a singer? If you added a singer to their style, I don't know. I don't know how I'd feel about that. RJ, have you listened to Oathbreaker? Mm-mm. Oh fuck yeah! Hmm. I would be very. Curious. I've heard of Under Oath. 
Because Oathbreaker does something. I, I it's not fair to say they do something similar to Caspian, but in my I, mind that they do. They they I build agree. these like ethereal sounding, uh, big uh, volumes of music. A wall but, of sound. Yeah, yeah. But they have a singer that makes it go from this is interesting to what am I listening to? Like mm-hmm. as soon as she begins as a to lady. Sing, it's like, huh? But she does guy stuff. Yeah. Because she, like, <laughs> screams. Yeah. <laughs> like, a, like a dude. I would be curious on her thoughts with Oathbreaker, RJ. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you'd like them. <laughs> I think yeah, if no, he was I, in the right place and listened to them for the first time, he would. But it's not. Because I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you like instrumental music because you can listen to it and then go to sleep. Yes, I, I, right. I listen to Caspian to go to sleep. <laughs> so, Oathbreaker is not like that necessarily. Yeah. You you can sleep through it. I can. I know you mm, can. It's a possibility, but I wouldn't <laughs> categorize it as good night night music. Mm. So, long form songs for RJ in general have to be on the night night spectrum. Yeah, and I don't think Oathbreaker is really on the night night spectrum. It's the same thing with me with that with the last two Death Heaven albums. Mm. Where it's like they're doing interesting walls of sound, big volumes, interesting things that are happening in there. But then the singing just elevates it just that little bit. Yeah. You know, which I like Caspian. I listened to this album multiple times this week because I was like, I haven't listened to Caspian for a while. I saw it was on here. I listened to Waking Season like three times this week because it's just it's just easy to have on in the background. Yeah. It's just Mm -hmm. like something going. Night night music. Again, if there, I would listen to this more. I think if there just happened to be a vocalist, I don't know what the vocalist would sound like. So, do you know what albums you've heard by Caspian? Because well, um, they had so the Four Trees <laughs> was their first one. Love Trees. Then they had the You Are Con- the Conductor EP, and then um, Tertia was their second one. I believe I've before heard that this one. one. Okay, yes. Tertia was a that was. Basic, like, I would say Four Trees is one of my favorite albums of all time. Mm-hmm. Tertia is good, but I wouldn't show that to somebody as an example of what Caspian is. Mm. Waking Season, there might have been one before that. Waking Season came out, was completely different. I love this album. Yeah. And at first, I did not like it. Mm. Like, I was sad because I was like, this isn't Caspian. This isn't the Caspian I like. But they came out with... um Oh, what was the other one? Uh, well, the the next one after this, one of the best albums I've ever heard. And their newest one, if you listen to, if you listen to like a few songs off of their albums throughout the years, and then listen to that new album, it's amazing that they took literally everything that they put into those previous albums and combined it all together perfectly hmm. in their last their most recent album and there are songs on there with actual vocals the guitar the main guitarist philip jameson sings yeah fuck you rj and but it's like shoegaze (laughs) vocals where it's not like a prominent singer yeah that's and he's not screaming he's just like singing like there's an acoustic song which Mm. has background guitars where he's singing and this is off their latest album yeah dust and disquiet okay i gotta listen to that that one is my that's my favorite album by them. Nice. 
Um, I mean, their EPs to or sorry, on circles is their newest one. Okay. Um, but yeah, their EPs too are worth listening to. Like they're completely different than the albums that precede them. Mm. So it's really cool to see their progression. I mean, they're one of my favorite bands, if not my favorite band. Yeah. So. Yeah, On Circles is definitely the album to listen to. Yeah, nice. I'll give it a mm-hmm. shot. Yeah, I like that song. I, I mean, I like this whole album. Listening to it, it's easy. Cool. Easy, digested, easy. I like it at the end because it's 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did not like it to work out to, Devin. Oh, yeah. Don't. You probably got in the mood to work out in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and then, by the end, I'm like... Yeah. This is where you're supposed to stretch, <laughs> yeah. right? You're supposed to stretch at the end and walk it off. This is where you're supposed to, you know, take a look inside yourself and reevaluate and just jerk off your yeah, entire. See, that's that's the difference, RJ. It's like you mm-hmm. like to go night night, right? Like you like to jerk off and then go night night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like yeah. to jerk off and then be up for another ten hours. Yeah, I jerk off first thing in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Start the day, cup of coffee, and jerk off. That's maybe, right. a, maybe a. You know, maintenance jerk at noon, you know, <laughs> after lunch. Just you got a full day. belly. Just all Belly day. full of burgers and french fries. You got to get it. You got to, you know, just get a quick maintenance yeah. jerk, you know. <laughs> you're going to weigh yourself? So yeah. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always weigh myself before and after every time I jerk <laughs> off. Just to fully see how big it was. Yeah. I would love that. You go to the doctor's office, you know how they weigh you before <laughs> yeah. every time. Can I use your bathroom real quick? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're going to lose. I got to cut weight. <laughs> what if UFC fighters did that? Be like, you just got to cut two ounces. Be like, I think I know where I can get that. <laughs> While they're on the stage there in front of everyone. Yeah. Like, you got five minutes to do it. Like, I've done it in less. <laughs> oh, I could jerk off like three times. <laughs> yeah. I'll get all of this out. I'll go way in underweight. Uh. Um, RJ, you like Caspian? Mm-hmm. I like Caspian. Yes. Did you like ten minutes of Caspian? That's cool. I, it's Caspian. So uh, yes. I enjoy them. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say their average song length is like seven and a half minutes. Yeah. So this is just like all right, it's Caspian. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I never sit down to listen to one Caspian song. Yeah. You listen to the whole album. Yeah. There, I mean, there's a couple songs that I can think of where I'm like, yeah, I love that song in particular. But yeah, it's a whole, that's it's a whole those, album. Those last two Death Heaven albums are for me. Exactly. Yeah. Ooh, especially that live one. Yeah. Ooh. It's the like one of the few instances where it works. I don't. I think it would be better as a studio album. But yeah, I like it as a live album. But I like that it's a retrospective of their music that already exists, mm-hmm. and they just played it in a live live in studio. Yeah. So it's it's one of those like borderline albums, you know. Right. Yeah. Like who was that? I think the Chariot recorded an album the same way. Hmm. You know the like the the band that came after Norma Jean. They oh, did like I, a, I know the Chariot, bro. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't mean to challenge you there. <laughs> but yeah, they recorded something live and it has a different sound and a different feel to it. And uh, that Deaf Heaven one, like, just thinking about them playing these songs live, I'm like, fuck, like, how do you do that? There's so many moving parts in that. 
Yeah. Like everybody has, every member of that band has to be so proficient in their instrument to pull that off. See, I wouldn't mind seeing like a Caspian live, but like I would want, like, oh, such a I would good want show. a chair. Like I'd want yeah. to just sit down and enjoy it and feel it. And get yeah. high. Oh, you, you oh, feel yeah. it. You feel it everywhere. I don't want to stand though. I get tired standing. Yeah. I, I, I'm basically that way at every show I go to now. <laughs> I'm like, I'm it happens. I really yeah. love a chair. But we should have bring, a balcony. Bring wheelchairs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the uh, Abraham Lincoln suite? <laughs> <laughs> Just like to perch up well, there for Pay a, a little extra for that one. <laughs> the presidential suite. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I've, I've seen them live three times, I think. Uh, three in, times, though. In very, very small venues. Mm-hmm. And they play, like, there's a live video of them playing in uh, Japan or Taiwan. And. It's like this huge outdoor festival during the day, and it's beautiful because they play like right at sunset, and it goes from like daytime to like sunset throughout their set. Like that show looked as good as the like small intimate shows that I've seen them at. Like they just have this presence that kind of takes you over when you see them live. Even when you listen to them, you're like, "There's like it is. It's a wall of sound." Yeah, it's like kind of similar to a lot of these instrumental bands, but there's something different about them where they, they layer the stuff in a certain way. Yeah. And I mean, they, yeah, they have a, they have a live album that I think you would actually like that's recorded. I think it's on YouTube that you should watch. Cause it's fucking cool to Not see them live. <laughs> I know, but if you ever watch, if you ever watch one see musician it. play live, make it John Mayer. But <laughs> after that, listen to the Caspian live. I've only recently been able to like enjoy this style of music because I listen to so many film scores. I still like I prefer Ooh, yeah. film scores over like the Caspian. I just do. Um, yeah, they're just there's they're doing so many more dynamic things um, that are more interesting, and they're using full orchestras most of the time. Even if they're not, even if they're just using synth and stuff like that, it's just more interesting. Yeah. Um, so I've only just recently been able to like be like, okay, I can enjoy this music. Um, yeah, like that's the reason why I like I like the last two Def Heaven albums because the well, the ones before that I was like I'm not interested at all, and it's only been since I've been able to click over in my brain to be like, okay, I can get into these longer walls of sound. Uh, Plus, if you songs. get super high and listen to Caspian, yeah. it's incredible. Like it's so I'm cool. going to sleep for sure then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Unless it's really loud, you know? No, nah, I'm still going to sleep. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, have you ever seen Friday Night Lights, the movie? Yeah. Peter Explosions Burr. in the Sky did, did the soundtrack. Yeah. The whole and soundtrack I, of the whole movie? Yeah. yeah. I did not know that. Sean I really liked loves, it. Sean Myers loves mm-hmm. Friday Night Lights, the TV show and the movie, and he loves Explosions in the Sky. So it's like, Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, Explosions in the Sky released that as an album. Like Friday Night Lights soundtrack, yeah. like that was right after their you know Earth is a Cold Dead Place album. Yeah, I don't. I I've yet. I might be in a different uh, headspace to be able to appreciate them now. But back then, I was just like, I'm alright. I've got yeah, fucking John Carpenter scores. Yeah, I've got all sorts so, of shit I can listen to. They're pretty generic. That's like the go to for instrumental music. Like yeah. that's like the Beyonce of instrumental music. But uh, that sounds Godsp- 
like a good thing. Well, I mean, it is because <laughs> they are good. Yeah, but it's like the how to do it. <laughs> if you know, if somebody doesn't like pop music, they're not going to really fully appreciate that. They like something more underground and obscure. Um, Godspeed, you Black Emperor. I think you would like the album F sharp, A sharp, Infinity. It's uh, sounds like a Devin yes. band. It's very <laughs> Devin band. It's a very Devin album, and it's literally almost made me cry before, and it's all instrumental. Hmm. Yeah. Godspeed, you Black Emperor. Godspeed, you, you Black Emperor. Wait. <laughs> Fuck, no, there's an exclamation point in there yeah. somewhere. Godspeed, you, exclamation point. Godspeed, you, Black, Black Emperor. Emperor. Are they yeah. British? No, they're Canadian, I think. Oh. Yeah, they've been around for quite some years. Oh, I, I do like, I've 90s. always liked Mogwai. Yeah, fucking Mogwai's sick. Yeah, I've always liked Mogwai. Uh, yeah, they, Godspeed, Black Emperor, when I first heard the name, I was like, oh, that's a death metal band, obviously. <laughs> And uh, when I listened to it, I was like, this is, this is what I need. You like, know what? They have so many, like, textured sounds. Uh, like, they add so much. I, I can't even explain it. Like, listen to the F-Sharp album. Yeah. It's, uh, it's fucking crazy. And Lift Your Skinny Fist is a great album, too. But F-Sharp first. What also might have, like, spoiled me on this music for so long is that I was just, I'm a huge Sunny Day Real Estate and Appleseed Cast fan. Yeah. And they're just able to condense similar sounding songs into like three minutes. Yeah. And add vocals minutes. to it. Exactly. It's like they take the essence of those twinkling guitars. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know what you mean. Like Caspian, Caspian, I think, does it the best out of all of the instrumental bands that I listen to um but there is some there is a real big crossover in like midwest emo and yeah. traditional emo and uh post rock which is what this is considered right yeah all right well uh let's rate this all right um rj i'm gonna let you go first okay so this one i did have a little trouble listening to um, oh, you mean like internet connectivity just wouldn't work? Yeah, Wi-Fi at my work sucks. Let me just tell you that. That sucks. That sucks bro. So I have to do data, and then data is like, you know, stupid providers. And, uh, I get it, 3G, 4G. I had to do data. Just 2.5. I had to go into the internet. <laughs> so, like, the first, you know, the two songs, I'm like, all right, Cloud Nothings, Japan Droids. I've heard them. I get it. The biggest thing that bothered me was the mixtape, the title. Oh. And I was like, I cannot figure out why. And it kind of bothered me. I was like, I looked at the albums. Couldn't figure out why? Couldn't figure out why. Damn. I told you, I didn't look at the Mayan calendar. All right. I'm on a different calendar. You're on the Julian calendar, <laughs> obviously. So, like, yeah, literally, I was just like. the title had something to do with the Mayan calendar. Oh, it would have bumped up so much better if you actually yeah. put effort in there. And the I, Mayan <laughs> calendar? Yeah. So, I literally, I was like, it has nothing to do with the title. I just uh, honestly assumed everybody was into as into conspiracy <laughs> theories as I was. <laughs> like, And I was like, it sucks because of that. Yeah. Two, I've heard, like, you know, two, three of these bands already, or two of these bands on mixtapes already. So, I was like, eh. And I was like, I, I don't know how I feel about that. And I was like, I liked some of the songs. I don't hate them. 
Then Code Orange comes on, and I was like, I get it. If it was a regular hardcore mix, I would be like, oh, they fit. If it was the same record label, oh, yeah. they fit. They didn't. And I was very bothered by that. I was like, it, <laughs> it works as a hardcore song. It's fine. The orders of doing it as, you know how, you know, the number three is supposed to be the, like the palate cleanser. It's supposed to be the, something that introduced the last three tracks that we've been doing. Mm. It didn't really fit with the last three, two songs. Well, does it? have to be that it could be anything i fucking wanted to be and then i got to the very end i'm like uh, maybe it's an apocalypse maybe he's doing that i survived 2020 and it's just like uh, i survived the trump and then now i'm Does with that biden s- <laughs> that's not like something i would say so it's so i was like well you gotta realize he- this mix doesn't have to be about you it could be just a mix in general yeah. I, parentheses, the yeah. libertarian. Yeah. Libertarian. So Devin Wren. The <laughs> anarcho-capitalist libertarian <laughs> Devin Wren. That I literally pictured this as a mix, and I was like, no. No, that pisses me off even more, because that's not Devin. Yeah. So then I, w- I was just like sitting here, and I'm like, all right. Okay. So I was like, I want to give you a two. Okay. For th- just my hatred do to this it. mix. Do it, RJ. Do it. Do it. Do it. But do then it. fucking do it. <laughs> Lowest score do ever. Do it. <laughs> I then, challenge you to fucking do it. But then, like, Caspian. I love Caspian. Caspian, great. Okay. Great. I was like, I like the songs, but I hate the concept. And I was like, the, the, the you know, the, the, the the devil and the like, the angel on my shoulder. They're like, just call him a bitch, and I'm like, no, but he's like my friend. You can and call Devin a bitch. It's fine. Oh, call I, me a bitch all the time. I do, I do. You put that on the refrigerator with the <laughs> magnet letters all the time. You say Devin's a bitch. You don't even have that many letters. You have to make up another letter. Yeah. So you send me that video that you made with your phone with your cock going in his mouth. Yeah. You're like, bitch. Well, I'm that was that was secret. <laughs> you accidentally like, that was secret. me in that email. <laughs> that was I secret. saw it. That was secret. What are you on? Like, secret time, Mike. Remember, <laughs> Do his remember. thing. Yeah, so, you make those yeah. TikToks all the time with your dick in his mouth. <laughs> so it's got I, like 20,000 fans. <laughs> it's crazy. Subscribe. Um, so I know Pop you always hub. yell at me about the increments of my numbers. No, bro. It's on you porn. We don't do porn hub. <laughs> not anymore. Yeah. I'm not verified, bro. <laughs> so it was at a 3.1. Okay. Because I was like, I like these songs. But literally in my head, I was like, fuck this mixtape. So I gave you a 2.98. Ah, you bitch. 3.1 to 2.98. Give Give me a 2. It's a 2. Because I like the songs, some of them. Which Uh, song? You like one song. The Japan Androids are cool. Cloud Nothings are cool. But you can take Orange it or or it You don't. No, you don't even say Cloud Nothings are cool. You don't care about Cloud Nothings at all. <laughs> Japan Droids, you're like fine. And with. you hate the title. I had. I was bothered by the title. This is not a two point nine. But you didn't you, know right? what the you didn't know what the title was until today, right? Until and we it started this podcast. And knowing yeah. the title doesn't make it any better. No, it doesn't it make it any better. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Don't you two point nine eight? Just do it too. Give me two. There's a two in the title. Get it? Yeah, better title. I was hoping that we were going to get songs about the apocalypse. That would have been good. Johnny Cash is. (laughs) That would have been better. When the man comes around, dance apocalyptic by uh, Janelle Monae. (laughs) Isn't like a techno song with apocalyptica? Uh, there's a, a Chelsea Wolf album, Apocalyptica. Probably thinking of that. No. You're not thinking of that because you don't know <laughs> who the fuck that is. I don't know. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was hoping that we were just going to get songs about the apocalypse. That would have been good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, did you know you didn't know about the 2012 thing until today either, right? No. Oh, well, I okay. saw 2012 on when I was doing the research. Okay. Are they all so 2012 just, bands? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or they're all albums. released in 2012. Yeah, albums. Yeah. Ooh, you could have had some of them. Were. You could have had Don't Fear the Reaper. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, that didn't come out in 2012. <laughs> yeah, that would have been uh, that would be a cool mix, like an apocalypse. Mi- I mean, it could still be made <laughs> by one of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as a matter of fact, <laughs> you, you could have had "We Will Become Silhouettes." Oh, have, um, we, have we talked about the Postal Service on this podcast? No, so. maybe for a band that's released an album. Like of one full length <laughs> album, they might be the most beloved the most, band ever. Yeah, yeah, the most prolific single album band of yeah. all time. <laughs> yeah, I saw Death Cab live, and it was one of the coolest shows I've ever seen. Uh, that's cool. They had that. They had that thing about them where I just got lost in it, and I didn't care that I was there for literally three hours just listening to them mm-hmm. outside in Berkeley. Like at like midnight, and when they're playing for like three fucking hours, and I was like, "Yeah, play the play the glove compartment song. <laughs> I like that. Play that song. <laughs> yeah, play a fucking whatever Bixby Cane Bridge song again. I like it. I don't give a shit. Keep playing it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a Tom Waits song called Earth Died Screaming. You could have had that on there. Oh yeah." These are all great ideas. You could have I'm gonna R- call you guys next time when I, I know you're. Mix. I know you're a big REM fan. Could have had it's oh, the world, the things. end of the world as we know it. Well, I would have picked a cover for that. <laughs> I can't stand. I can't I stand yeah. his voice. That's the end of the world. Shiny happy people. <laughs> uh, Devin, I'm gonna give you a little bit of a bump. Small okay. bump. I'm going to give you a 3.4. Sick. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Just give it a two, RJ. Songs are fine. Uh, fine. I like the title. I just don't care about the mind calendar thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take your calendar, shove it up your fucking ass. Now, if these would have been like I said last week, which is like Desert Island songs, which is like if Devin was like, these are five songs that if the apocalypse happens, I would like these five songs to remain. Mm, Caspian, yes. Um, Pile, probably. Out of all the bands in the world, though. yeah, that, that's hard. <laughs> You're gonna be okay. like, you know what, pile. <laughs> Literally, honestly, Mike, Mike shows maybe, up with the maybe. Is this a nightmare mixtape? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Metallica and Nelly, and we're like, Mike, you can't join our island. <laughs> yeah. I got, no, I got a song about a Sandman. If you got to keep Metallica's the hits. Oh, so happy! You'd be so happy. With I'd that. take Garage Inc., but I wouldn't take anything else. <laughs> yeah, how oh, many fuck. albums Metallica has? That's a big, big discography. I would it. take Saint Anger. Actually, yeah. you get all the songs, RJ. Sure. If I had to choose a desert al- desert island Metallica album, it would be Saint Anger. No, it'd be Ride the Lightning. Fuck that! I take it back. I never said that. <laughs> Ride the Lightning. Ride the Lightning all day. 
So you're getting a 3.4. I right. feel like, again, Devin, you did a good job with ordering the songs this time. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but the last two mixtapes have been pretty solid, Devin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's the good ones. <laughs> Good job, you guys. <laughs> yeah, super, super good job. Mike, good job, RJ. Great job, man. Yeah. Me, okay. It's fucking tight, man. I lose it to him yeah. like, all the time. RJ, as a as a, a a person who has gotten a five on this podcast, you're a five. You should give him a two. <laughs> you should give me a two. But he's a friend. I feel bad. <sighs> Don't let that get in the way of your he's rating system. Just a friend. Yeah. Like you would you got what I need. <laughs> yeah, see? Friend with benefits. You yeah. friend. <laughs> uh, all right, RJ. All right. So You've got a lot to live up to, my friend. I do. I do. And I don't know how I feel about this mix, but I'm so excited about it. Oh, here we go. He's going <laughs> to fuck this yeah. up. I can tell already. This Am mix I gonna- is called... Wait, Two, wait, hold on. Eight, one. Hold, hold on. Blink. <laughs> Guess what it no, no. is. No, no. Guess what it is. It's called, it's called Wink 753. <laughs> Before we go too far, Devin, what do you rate yourself? What do I rate myself? Yeah, what do you give yourself? Uh, for he's this giving one? himself a 4.5. <sighs> yeah, no. take a 4.5. These are songs that Devin loves. No, <laughs> they, okay, they are. But when I was looking back through all the 2012 albums, there was a fuck ton of albums that I liked. That were, went in different direction. I think uh, Fiona Apple's album was on there. Also, the Idol Wheel. I would have been happy with that. Uh, Kendrick Lamar's. I would have been happy album, with that. A Good Kid, Mad City was on there. There's, I think, oh, Chance the Rapper. Channel I would have been happy with that. Frank too. Channel Orange. Yep, <sighs> that was on there. That uh, like, you got the, a two point seven five. Yeah, but I oh that I chose Vision's the, album from Grimes. Yes, that one was on there. Um, fuck. There was a ton of other albums that I, when it? I was going through it, I was like, oh, Death Grips. I think Money Store and No Love Deep Web came out that year. Uh, there was a ton of stuff that I listened to that I loved. There's a Titus Andronicus album that came out that I really liked. Those would have been different, though, with the rest of the songs you picked. Yes. So, like, you had to create a different there's one. There's a Converge it. album that I haven't listened to that came out that year. All We Love, yeah. We Leave Behind. Mm-hmm. That is a great album. Like Ooh, that could have gone Al- on there too. There's an Alabama Shakes album. Yeah, Sound and Color? Uh, Boys and Girls. Okay. I, yeah, I don't know if I've heard that one. But yeah, there's a ton of good 2012 albums, but Ooh, I went Baroness? a specific direction. Could have yes. Baroness on here. Well, Baroness might be on another uh, mistake, <laughs> you know, which I know hasn't stopped me before. You're saving that in your back pocket. Yeah, <laughs> the Baroness in in my b hole. I saw. I, I love that. I want one of us to make a mixtape called Wink Five Eight Seven Two. So, what are you giving yourself? Oh, uh, three point six. Oh, geez, you're so hard on yourself. Yeah. I'm yes. Like, this is your mix, Devin. Yeah. Like I liked the concept of it just because I knew what 2012 was, <laughs> <laughs> so it made more sense to me. And I realized that like a ton of albums that I liked happened in 2012. Uh, putting it together, when I started realizing that like the uh, Frank Ocean album and Kendrick Lamar, 
came out the same year. I'm like, damn, I could have gone a way different direction with this. But I ended up just sticking with something that was a similar genre instead. And I wish I would have branched out a little bit more. You know, like the um, the the Sphinx Riddle one had like five different styles, kind of. Yeah. And I would like to do that again. Yeah, those are fun. With something like this, you know, and try to try to make them go together a little bit. You I see what you're doing, I, but I just don't appreciate it. I would I rename this mixtape I Came During the Apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 During the apocalypse. Just like a, a sound. <laughs> Or a Mayan came during the apocalypse. You know, some people think that the uh, the real date was actually in 2020. Because, you know, calendars get fucked up all the time. And that's supposed to be the real end of the world. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, you could have called it my end. <laughs> you could have oh, done some wordplay in there I feel like if I did that You guys would be so upset when I actually <laughs> Revealed I that I it was 2012 Because you would put no thought into it You'd be like, my end? Like, okay, no. what, he's gonna fucking kill but- himself? <laughs> like, <no. laughs> Literally, your title, just my end yeah. I would have gone all butt stuff <laughs> Yeah And then looked you'd at the mixtape and the be lyrics like, and be like, what the fuck? He's not talking about anal at all. Fall in, fall in my ass. Okay, okay, fall. I see that. (laughs) The house I haven't built is his ass. (laughs) His ass is the house. I'd be curious, RJ. You can put together a five song mixtape all about butt stuff. I would be curious as to what that like. If you can find five songs, yeah, that are about butt stuff. We should do like bonus mixtapes, like every once in a while. If we have (laughs) just like a fun one, just be like, I chant like all three of us have to make our best butt stuff mixtape. Yeah, that would be fun. Bonus Even if we don't, more like boner mixtape, or like butthole mixtape. An <laughs> <laughs> uh, old so. balloon nut. What's <laughs> my favorite word for it? <laughs> rusty it's so, trombone. It's so accurate. <laughs> uh. Oh my goodness! So, RJ, what's I don't, coming out your balloon nut? I <laughs> don't know if this is a good way to go into mine. All right. Just throwing that out. Balloon nut. And (laughs) (laughs) my balloon not winked. Five, eight, seven, three. (laughs) But just with the previous ones of like, you know, me getting a five. And then like Mike, I don't remember your scores, but there was a higher four. Devin gave me a four point nine. Devin's like Devin's like, you know. It was a five base. So I'm hoping (laughs) it's another four mixtape. And I'm excited about this one, but this one's called Boys to men. Great, great title. I'm saying that right now, RJ. It's a great Thank title. Thank you. Because it's so many men? possibilities with something mm-hmm. so simple. Mm-hmm. Yep. You drew me in. You make me want to look at that mixtape. Now, if yeah. these are from the beginnings of the career to the end of the career for Blink-22, okay. I'm going to be irritated. Uh, I could have called it. No, never mind. What could you have called it? <laughs> no, we'll leave that for next time. Speak your mind. I had so many titles for this. Blow <laughs> your balloon, not blow up that balloon, not so. Not has been blown. Uh, boys <laughs> to men. To men. Wait, is there a question mark? Yes, there's got to be a question mark. Is there a number boys two? Is it two eyes in a row, Ooh, is or this- is it? T-O. T-O. Is this like a controversial 
like uh like like a pedo <laughs> I, I, I don't yeah. think so, but there could be some legal. Yeah, is this like here. reverse pedo stuff? Like boys that like rape me- older men? <laughs> <laughs> is that a term, reverse pedo? <laughs> yeah, everybody knows reverse pedo. <laughs> you guys didn't do that when you were younger? <laughs> you guys didn't do that when you were like, I, I missed out on that band. 12, 13, go around and be like, man, I'm going to fuck that old man. <laughs> I missed it. I got a stock for you. You don't do nothing about it. <laughs> and I can't go to jail because I'm a little boy. <laughs> I've got some Weathers original for you. <laughs> I'm a little boy with a hard dick. <laughs> I'm I'm just looking to fuck. <laughs> yeah. You guys didn't do that? No, I, I, okay. <laughs> I missed that. So it's not about that. But. No, I like the <laughs> idea of Devin catching older pedos. <laughs> you know? Using mind games on them? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> they're trying to lure you in. But really, yeah. the hunter or the yeah. hunted becomes the hunter. Yeah. You want to watch Murder She no. Wrote? No, instead of <laughs> offering candy, he's literally being like, "You should invest in a thing called Apple." Just saying. Oh, give Just him saying. stock tips. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 12 or 13 at this time. Yeah. I don't know anything about stocks. Yeah. But that, that, but I am very familiar with the lineup of Nick at Night, which will <laughs> lure in baby boomers. That's true. That's true. That's my nut. Yeah. What's your 401k looking like these days? (laughs) (laughs) Have you thought about retirement? It's coming up in a few years. Why don't you take your pants off? (laughs) What was the last part? Oh, nothing. (laughs) Are you prepared for a Y2K? (laughs) Have you heard of of 2012? (laughs) Are you at all concerned about the apocalypse? There's a mixtape that's going to come out. I warn you. It's going to ruin your fucking day. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> I love it. in the year 1999. Have you heard about Y2K? Have you heard? Excuse me, sir. Have you heard about Y2K? <laughs> the computers are going to take over. They're going to be confused <laughs> because Devin's... we didn't put enough numbers in the computer. <laughs> Literally, Devin's going door to door. Knock, knock, knock. Have you heard of Y2K? Excuse me, sir. <laughs> From the Y2K <laughs> Awareness Committee. <laughs> here to talk to you about. This thing called Y2K. Here's my landline. Call me anytime. Yeah. Here's my pager number. <laughs> yeah. Boys to men. Boys to men. I think it's it's a great title already. Oh, thank you. I think it I mean it's gotta be beginning a career to later career. But I'm quite kind of questioning, like I'm wondering if it's like in sync going to Justin Timberlake. No, because that's boy to man. Yeah, so are are there five of those? You know, like five cases like that. If it's boys to men. Yeah, yeah, okay, I see. But I'm just this is my passion for boys to men. Uh, I'm down. (laughs) Did I ever tell you I'm not into boys to men? Then we're at the end of the road, if that's... (laughs) (laughs) You know, my dream is to make a boys to men cover band. (laughs) That's true. That's true. He does it all uh, the time. And I'm just like knock it off. Woo. I shut down his dream. Uh, that would just that, that's yeah. I haven't met anybody that can sing as well as I can. It's true. To start this band, but that's why we play and instrumentals. I do. It's over. I like the idea of you whispering to Devin. Are you ready to become a boy to a man? <laughs> Are you a little boy <laughs> trying to be a man? <laughs> hey, little boy. You trying to be a big boy? <laughs> you want to be a man? Don't want your booster seat no more. 
You want to take off them training wheels, boy? I'll take that sippy cup right off. Yeah. You get a regular cup. Now, to be clear, pedophilia is not cool. Okay? Not cool, but reverse pedophilia. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Reverse pedophilia is just rape. Yeah. That's okay. That's not okay. Rape but, is not okay. But they're it's asking just for rape. It. Those old men. They're boomers. <laughs> we don't like them anyways right now, right? They fucked. You might as well get raped. <laughs> Fuck Jimmy Buffett listening, motherfuckers. Margaritas Margaritaville. Might as well get raped. <laughs> Hashtag against pedos. Hashtag yeah. for reverse pedos. Hashtag save the children. Uh, yeah, that's how you get them. You get them with the Yacht Rock. Oh, yeah. You're driving around in your car with fucking hauling oats. <laughs> yeah. Come here, old man. Hey. Is that hauling oats? <laughs> I love hauling oats. Isn't it sad it. what they've done to this country? <laughs> I got the. I got Frampton Comes Alive in here. You want to come on in and take a listen? <laughs> well. All right. Well, uh, you can find the podcast iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts. You can find um, us on Instagram. Find us on Mixtape. You can find the mixes themselves on Spotify. Just got to search Five Song Mixtape, all one word. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I'm excited to become a man. I hope I am. If I'm disappointed by, I mean, you got you got this title now, and you got a lot to live up to. Yeah, Devin may just stay a boy. I may stay a boy. If I, I may. I may be a boy the next podcast. I may just be screaming, throwing a fit. I'm I'm a little baby boy. (laughs) Fuck you, Dad. I don't like this. (laughs) I don't like your music. (laughs) Okay.